It's the Drew Grimaldi Podcast! Everybody, welcome to the Drew Grimaldi podcast. Um, it is Wednesday, February first. Um, crazy news week, crazy news week that we've had so far. Um, but first, I wanted to talk about um, there's a documentary that I recently watched, um, and it's called Died Suddenly. Um, and everybody needs to get out and check it and, and check it out. When I first saw the title Died Suddenly, I, I I thought they were talking about the Clintons, but it's about uh, the vaccine and stuff like that. It's fantastic. And, and they really do a nice job to show you how dangerous the vaccine really is. Um, but continuing on, like I said, really crazy news week that we've had uh, Tom Brady's retiring. Um, the craziest thing about Tom Brady retiring is, is I'm surprised he can even afford to retire right now after all the money that he just lost in FTX. He was one of those guys who was all about this fucking FTX and, you know, pushing this, you know, crypto exchange and all of that. And this is uh, a clip from our man Tom Brady here uh, in FTX. Check this out. So you know he's going to invest better, too. FTX, that's the crypto app, right? Now it's for all kinds of investing. It's better. And I like better. Because the best are never done getting better. Sure? Not a trade trade. I'm trading crypto. FTX is the safest and easiest way to buy and sell crypto. It's the best way to get in the game. Straight in crypto. Oh. So you know he's going to invest better, too. So, that's how it started, okay? This is how it is going. Check this one out. In digital currency news, lawyers for Sam Bankman-Fried have argued he should be allowed access to assets and crypto held by his former company FTX, saying there's no evidence he's responsible for previous alleged unauthorized transactions. Bankman-Fried is currently on bail facing charges including wire fraud and money laundering, to which he has pleaded not guilty. So, like, how in the hell can, can he afford to even retire right now, right? But... There's speculation that, you know, the ex-wife or whatever that filed that, uh, that that he wanted to get, you know, quit because she wanted him to quit. Um, so finally he's like, all right, fine, 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 I'll, I'll quit. <laughs> you know, happy wife, happy life, they say. Um, but, you know, so I, I just think that that's crazy, you know, that, uh, you know, Sam Bankman Freed gets all this money, right? <clears throat> gets all this money from really you know all these people like tom brady who get, who had millions in it i guess and it was like most of his shares and stuff like that that he would have gotten the divorce so it's like how's this guy you know if he really is getting divorced how in the hell can he you know afford to to retire right now it'll be interesting to see but um <clears throat> so that being said so once uh you know ftx was this glorious thing well ftx donated a ton of money to the democrats now, this next one here is actually, you know, part of uh, Charlie Kirk. But 
I'm going to ask the producers to show some of this. This guy was touted by people like former President Bill Clinton, like Tony Blair. He's donating tons of money to the Democrats. Um, we've got an entire list of that. You can go check it out at thepostmillennial.com. Uh, he became the number two donor to the entire Democratic Party throughout the 2022 cycle, only followed by George Soros through this essential Ponzi scheme that he was running where people thought that they were making money. People thought that they were investing in this this quote unquote coin, they called it the FTT coin, uh, that they were going to be issuing when it turns out the entire thing was absolutely worthless. It was actually a Ponzi scheme and the only people making any money off of it that we can see here are number one, the uh, himself, his girlfriend, and the Democrat Party. Then, yeah. So... You know, there's so much out there, you know, that, that proves this. So, and the craziest part, too, is there's other articles out there about how FTX partnered with Ukraine to get this money, you know, quicker to the Ukrainian people and get aid there faster. Well, by putting this money back into FTX, all these billions of dollars that we're giving Ukraine, they're putting it into FTX, who is then donating it back to the Democrats. They're literally money laundering i mean it, it's the i mean it's insane but these people are doing it right in front of us and they're like no you know because the mainstream media doesn't say it the legacy media doesn't say it that's you know people go oh this is you know probably isn't true and and there's an older generation of people that only watch the news you know that and, and that's like the 33 percent of people that still approve of joe biden they just don't want to hear about it they just you know oh yeah i like the headlines ha ha you know but it was so combative for, for the, all of the Trump years. And people ask about the midterm, stuff like that. Yes, abortion was on the ticket, um, and Joe Biden was not on the ticket, and the Democrats did a really nice job of separating that, right? So you have Joe Biden not on the ticket in the midterms, but you put abortion on there, and all of a sudden you get this large turnout of, of, of kids. And I think the Republican Party needs to kind of take that into, into, into consideration too. You know, it's like, um, you know, that's something that is ultimately not popular. I thought we all voted on that a long time ago. It seems like if you look through history, we always constantly re-argue the same things. You know, abortion, this, that, this, that. It's like, come on, you know, let's move forward. But the Democrats, they pull us back. And, you know, it's and, and, and they're they're so corrupt to the core that the rot is just so bad that all that money that came in from Sam Bankman Fried and all that, you know, all of these donors, there was a, a line on Sam Bankman Fried's uh, um, statements and it said Trump lose. And people are saying this guy spent billions of dollars and so this guy has money you know flooding in during the midterm stuff like that that he's already donated you know people are wondering you know where in the hell is gretchen whitmer you know up in in, in michigan getting all of this money from that she's out you know has this many more ads out than um than her challenger but you know every single time you know that, that that they ran it. I mean, it was a commercial. After you know every football game, they had a commercial. Commercial, you know, no exceptions. That's you know that was the commercial that they ran, and and that was on abortion, and that was on an old, um, and that was on an old comment that, that she had had too. It wasn't something that you know, which 
I think protecting life at all costs is very important, you know, but um, there are instances where people need to have an abortion and to, to have a state-to-state -state thing. I mean, let the professional decide if somebody wants one. I don't know. That's my personal opinion. Um, a little bit, I'm a little bit of a libertarian that way. You know, if you want to get an abortion, get an abortion. You want to own a gun? Own a gun. You know, just don't push it on me. You want to live in drag? Go ahead. You want to be gay? Go ahead. I don't care. Just don't affect my life. Don't push that shit on me. And, you know, don't push that shit on my kids. You know, in, in, in the future, don't push that shit on my kids. Because it's just going to make communists. It's just going to plant this, these seeds of, of just cancerous shit. And they're just going to grow. And that's what critical race theory is. But I'm going to continue on. Um, so... I thought this was really funny. Mike Lindell, who's pretty outspoken about, you know, all the election fraud, stuff like that, that's been, you know, that happened in the 2020 election and then in the midterms as well. There's a lot of, there's a lot of fraud in the midterms. Um, but Mike Lindell is known for going into the lion's den. He's known for going into the lion's den, looking them in the face, and, and he gets ready to fight. And he always makes a good showing. So this is Mike Lindell on Jimmy Kimmel Live. Colorful, unhinged characters who've come to prominence in the political era of Donald Trump. Our next guest is probably the most enthusiastic to help him overcome his debilitating fear of machines. We have installed him inside a claw machine for his interview tonight. And joining us now from the corner of Donkey Kong and Qbert, the My Pillow guy, Mike Lindell. Hello, Mike. Jimmy Crumble, is that you? Jimmy Crumble. <laughs> well, Mike. First question, Mike, is why do you think people don't take you seriously? Well, I, you know, I want to tell you this, Jimmy. Remember okay. when we were kids and uh, we questioned these carnival games, whether they were rigged or not? Yeah, right. But when, but when we spoke up back then, I, we didn't get sued, did we? <laughs> Mike, get rid of that kid. Will you give him a toy or something like that? You know, you got a winner. It's a rigged game. It's a rigged game. It's a rigged game. <laughs> Mike, I know that you're distrustful of machines. Now that you're inside, <laughs> do you feel differently? No, same thing. There's, uh, there are computers can be rigged out there. Yeah, absolutely. In elections, you know that. Did you <laughs> ask Donald Trump uh, I love whether you guy. should do this or not? Do you run this sort of thing by him? No, I didn't, Jimmy. I did this all on my own. I wanted to be on your show. You, you, you know, you kept telling me to come on, but you, you know, I seen the monologue there. You said it's because to put me in here because I was wasn't vaccinated. You tricked me. You did it to be funny, huh? Yeah, no, I didn't. No, I didn't want you in there because you weren't vaccinated. I don't know. <laughs> to be honest, I don't even remember why I decided you should be in there. Just, <laughs> no, you said it on your show. It seemed like a good idea when it happened. I have to say, I was very surprised when you said you would do it. But you know, I put it there in is. there, and so you said yes. So yeah. I, you know, I'm honoring that commitment that well, I made no, on the air. <laughs> Into the lion's den, the man goes every single time. He's great, and Trump does that shit too. They're fucking fierce fighters. And they and they know, you know. I mean, it, check out Mike Lindell's documentaries too. Um, you know, all about the election fraud. He hired tons of, you know, IT, you know, forensic IT specialists to come in, look over the computers, stuff like that, and how easy it was to hack. And I, sh I showed in previous episodes too that even Democrats had brought up at other times, you know, in the past. And I showed it on, on one of the other episodes that 
they had already said and they had already brought up problems with the voting machines. Like, these are known problems with the voting machines. And, you know, you add mail-in voting, you know, where they're sending out ballots to every mailbox, there's just going to be ridden with fraud. And, you know, when you have election week, not election day, you know, all these ballots just keep showing up and coming in. And, you know, it's like, come on. You know, I, I've seen this before. And, and, you know, the whole Cary Lake thing in Arizona, you know, I mean, half of the uh, voting machines were out on Election Day. More than half of the voting machines in Republican counties, they didn't have the, you know, right size paper and they ran out of ink, you know, on Election Day. How convenient when they know that Trump supporters show up on Election Day because we don't trust the mail-in voting, you know, who knows what they do with that shit. But anyways, I'm going to continue on. So Mike Lindell's a, like, uh, a national treasure. Um, we absolutely love Mike Lindell. He's a good fighter, and we appreciate his fight. The Democrats are in disarray, okay? They like to, you know, if you're watching the, the legacy media, they wanted to show how in disarray the Republicans are by not being able to decide on a speaker but the fact of the matter is, is that difference in thought, you know, and diversity of thought makes it is what makes you stronger. And the Democrats, they all seem to just stick to the same line and just, you know, they're like cyborgs that have no original thought, no anything. And they just back whoever the Democrats going to be. And they've drifted so far left that that they're not even recognizable anymore. I mean, it's so un-American. And the stuff that Joe Biden's doing with the southern border, and, you know, we'll get to that at some point. But the Democrats, they're in disarray. Um, they're, you know, obviously the the number one person that normally would be the next in line, you know, if Joe Biden doesn't run in 2024, would be Kamala Harris. Kamala Toe Harris, yes. She would be the next in line. Now, I say the Democrats are in disarray. Yes, they are in disarray. They, this would be their next in line. <laughs> Poor hubby. Poor hubby. Not She's like She, she laughs like an annoying drunk teenager. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, um... She's still got a sense of humor. <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I, I think in, in New Hampshire, you're not... <laughs> She's awful. So that's the person that would come naturally come after Biden, right? This is actually Biden's insurance plan that he doesn't get impeached. You know, they knew that when they stole the election that she was an insurance plan. <laughs> 
But continuing on, the Democrats are in disarray, right? And the Democrats have decided to take on this war. And it did not work out well in Virginia. That's why Glenn Youngkin won. Um, he's His entire base, his entire thing that he pushed during his election was don't mess with the kids in school. Stop grooming them. Stop with the gender-affirming talk, you know, giving them puberty blockers. Like, knock that shit off, right? Teach them how to read and write. And... The, and the Democrats, they are, are just pushing for this gender-affirming care. And uh, I will get to that. I will get to that. But first, I want to go to, back to this. So the other Democrat frontrunner that, that the Democrats have who supports the gender-affirming care, which is nuts, it's, it's child abuse, but this here is the other... So if Kamala Harris doesn't run, Kamala Toe, Kalama, Kalama Harris doesn't... Whatever her name is, decides not to run, who she would, you know, so hate it. I mean, so, okay, so who would be the next one? So big talk on the street is Gavin Newsom because he's just, you know, one of those people that everybody Ooh, seems seems to, to agree with and trust. Especially on the Democrat side, there he's his golden boy. Now listen to this. Check this one out. So this is what they don't want. An attack of the clone. This is what the, they don't want you to fundamentally, see. Fundamentally, that food solves hunger, that shelters solve sleep, and that housing solves homelessness. And if we're going to solve the problem uh, of those that are out on the streets that we define as homeless, we better solve the housing problem if we're going to have an impact. And that's why we established this framework what we call a 10-year plan to end chronic homeless in San Francisco. Fifteen years later, the homeless. Nothing but homeless people. The homeless problem is worse. I mean, look at this. Look at all these people in the streets. This is every day. And any time they have anything in California with a, with a government official... And that's why we established this framework. They kick these people off. They, like, move them. They, like, tell them to get off the streets and shit. The same way that they, like, moved the immigrants from the border when Joe Biden went down there. Oh, there's nothing going on here. Hey, go sanitize the place before we get down there. And they move all these people out of there. And then they take Joe down. Where? To the one spot where there's a wall. You know? But, I, I mean, it's just insane. But these Democrats, they, they're nuts. And, you know, going on to... That's their other golden boy. That guy. That's their, the other guy who would run in 2024. So it comes to the point that the Republicans could literally... Should be able to to win this. Because who if Joe Biden does decide to run, anybody with a, with a pulse will be able to beat him. Um, unless there's just tons of election fraud. But I couldn't see it. I mean, I, I think it would just be a blowout. But all of these people and what are they pushing is the gender affirming care. And that's why like shit like this, you know, people, a lot of people didn't think that Joe was so far left, but I mean, he's just a, a figurehead at this point, you know, I mean, the guy doesn't know what day it is, but this is what they want to push next. This is the, the gender affirming care. 
parents of transgender children, affirming your child's identity is one of the most powerful things you can do to keep them safe and healthy. And we're committed to advancing transgender equality in the classroom. This has been my first year in preschool with a class of my own. We've been talking about gender and consent. It's been fabulous. At the elementary school level, questions will come up organically like they do with children. And then you can start to say things like, well, I'd love to explore that more in our Rainbow Club. It goes beyond just talking really explicitly and seriously about sexuality and gender. My classes are for learners ages three through nine. I'm Miss V, and I'm the drag queen music teacher. The kids from last year are now in fifth grade and a lot of them are queer because I am queer. She took down the American... They're queer because you're queer. ...because it, quote, made her feel uncomfortable. In the meantime, I tell this kid, we do have a flag in the class that you can pledge your allegiance to. And he, like, looks around and he goes, oh, that one? Her teen transitioned in school without her consent or knowledge. This is happening all over the nation. This same protocol is in place in many, many schools. These are not somebody else's children. They're all our children. And they're attacking our kids. That's what they're doing. You know, they want to make this liberal utopia, you know, one of these, and they're going to train our kids to sit there and tell us how communism just hasn't ever been tried. It's never really been tried before. But that's what they're teaching in these schools. And look at these people that are teaching these kids. You know? If you're in third grade, what are you talking about any of this shit for? Why are you talking about sex? Why are you talking about gender? And they say, well, wonder if a kid comes to class and says, well, how come that one's got two dads? You know, why is it so bad that a teacher just says, you know, well, you know, ask your parents. And the parents can say whatever the fuck they want. But instead, it's like, no, no, we're going to take advantage of this. We're going to do what we want to do. And your kids are going to learn it. And the problem is, is that they were getting away with it for so long. They were getting away with it for so long. And 2020 really woke everybody up to it. You know, these, these poor kids, you know, just, just, just don't have a chance, you know. I mean, can you imagine if you cut your dick off when you were a kid or something? Or a woman, if you cut your breasts off as a kid, and then like later on in life, you're like, oh, shit. You know? I mean, and that's what these people want to do. This gender-affirming care. These kids, they don't even know how old they are. And you want to give them like puberty. It's like, and for the like health community to come out and say, this is all safe, is ridiculous. You know, like when you give these, like the same pill to a sex offender, it's called chemical castration, but you give it to a child and it's gender affirming care. I mean, it's insane, but that's what the Democrats do. That's what they, they push and that's what they talk about. And these people have shown that they just are, that they are not, that they are not responsible enough to 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 ever have any power or anything um i was going to show this one video but i'm actually going to change change it up and show you a different one um so i'm going to move on to this one here because it's it's really important msnbc aired this and god this is actually it, it's not funny but it's kind of it's, it's karma 
But one of their um, MSNBC people um, was talking about how she got, um, you know, she had gotten vaccinated, you know, and they had video clips of her doing that. And then she comes out and she says, you know, oh, I've had some heart problems lately. Da, da, da. Check this out. This is this is pretty wild. have wondered why I have been off the air for a little while. Well, I have been dealing with a little bit of a health scare. On December 20th, I began to feel chest pains and they waxed and waned over a period of 10 days. I wasn't quite sure uh, what to make of it, but as they continued to get worse, I started to think something was actually wrong. Um, it was December 30th when I finally went to an urgent care and was told I had reflux. I didn't really buy it, but I was relieved it wasn't my heart. Uh, my body, though, was pretty certain uh, not to believe uh, the reflux. The next day, on December 30th, I woke up with severe pains, both in my chest and in my left shoulder, and it was like a tightening in my chest when I took deep breaths. That got worse when I was laying flat. I knew enough at that moment to understand that it could mean, could is the key word here, that I was having a heart attack, especially because it was happening in the left part of my shoulder. I wanna remind you, I run seven miles three to four times a week, or I did. Um, I do yoga, I don't eat meat, I don't smoke. I drink occasionally, not right now though, because my doctor tells me I can't. Aside from probably not getting enough sleep and working too much, I'm a pretty healthy person. But on that day, I was anything but. My husband drove me to the emergency room and from there, the nightmare that has been my January began. I was diagnosed with pericarditis, inflammation of the lining of my heart, brought on by a virus, a literal common cold. Oh, it wasn't the vaccine. I also had fluid around my heart that had to be drained or else it could hinder the beating of my heart. I was hospitalized for four nights and transferred from a local hospital to NYU Langone here in New York City. I'm not On January 4th, I was finally it discharged was after doctors drained the fluid around my heart and I bounced out of the hospital. I couldn't get out of there fast enough she with the hopes I was on the mend. But that was not the end. Oh, no. Three days later, I was readmitted when I felt a flutter in my heart, like a butterfly. It was inside my chest. They determined I had developed myocarditis, inflammation of the actual heart now, the heart muscle. I remember being shepherded through the emergency room and wondering, is this it? It wasn't, thank God. Instead, I spent five more days in the hospital where they ran a battery of tests, adjusted my meds, and made sure nothing else was... So, anybody buying that it was a common cold that caused this? Very healthy woman. The only thing that's, you know, she got the vaccine. That's what did it to her. It was the vaccine. <laughs> you know, like I said in the beginning, go watch the documentary, Died Suddenly. It's fantastic. But they do a very nice job of putting together all the people that have been really hurt by it. Well, not necessarily all the people, but, you know, go check it out. You'll see exactly what I mean. Um, but, you know, I had said before, I was going to skip one, but I'm going to go back here. So, if Biden runs in 2024, which it sounds, listen to this one. This one makes it sound like he really is running in 2024. Check this one out. Thanks to this historic $292 million investment, led by the president, passed by my Senate and House colleagues, Gateway is finally leaving the station. Now, you can use whatever train metaphor you want, anyone you want, but get on the Joe Biden Express now because we are not stopping. 
thanks to this historic 292 million. They're like, they're like, yeah. <laughs> you know, we know how Joe Biden treats people with, uh, you know, the where's the vests. <laughs> Just yells at them because that's what he thinks of them. But that's what these people are. They're very, um, you know, elite rules for thee, not for me. And that's, like I said, they're just not responsible enough to ever um, have power again. And I, I truly believe that one of the other things that the Democrats love to run on, which is a complete hoax, is uh, climate change. Uh, climate change is a hoax that is um, a big lie that's put forward by the communists uh, to have a never-ending tax and a never-ending reason to keep people in fear. And that is what climate change is the climate you know all these climate change cl global warming all these people they've been saying that the the world's going to end since the 60s then it was the 70s then it was the 80s then we went through the 90s and you know the whole electric car the electric car actually came out in the 70s but nobody fucking wanted it so it didn't have any torque and they weren't cool they, they didn't sound you know they weren't loud as americans that's what we want we want performance we want something that's loud but the Democrats come in and they have just brainwashed people and the they these Hollywood elites they'll say anything they will literally say anything to about you know to, to, to appease these Democrats and and then the and the Biden regime because that's who's in power and, and there's they're very partnered with the Chinese in the Hollywood they're like this right because in the it used to be where you would have 60% of a, a movie sale would be here in the states it doesn't happen anymore now 60% of the of movie sales happen over in China so Hollywood is just completely compromised they can't say certain things we saw John Cena get censored do his thing um, you know, make a public apology. Now, this one was recent, but this is absolutely fucking insane. This is Jane Fonda talking about climate change. Couldn't take anything, sexism, racism, misogyny, homophobia, whatever, the war. And if you really get into it and study it and learn about it and the history of it and the everything's connected. There'd be no climate crisis if it wasn't for racism. You couldn't take anything, sexism. There would be no climate crisis if it wasn't for racism. That's what she said. She gets her commie gold star for the day, doesn't she? I mean, holy shit. I mean, what is wrong with these people? Just stupid. Climate change wouldn't be if there wasn't for racism. Could somebody... Science? Where's the science on that one? Can somebody help me with that? Then you, you got Han Solo, who's also saying a lot of the same crazy shit. To people who don't believe in science, Harrison or Ford. that pretend they don't believe in science for their own self-interest. They know who they are. We know who they are. We are all, rich or poor, powerful or powerless, we will all suffer the effects of climate change and ecosystem destruction. And we are facing what is quickly becoming 
the greatest moral crisis of our time. Moral crisis. That those least responsible will bear the greatest costs. So, you know, go get your $100,000, you know, uh, electric vehicle that is still powered by gasoline generators and coal. And, you know, go out there and buy those and, you know, be happy about it, I guess. Because that's what these people want. And that's the Chinese way. They also want to start installing um, a lockdown feature in cars. Uh, which we'll talk about some other time. But I'm going to get out of here. Thank you so much for listening. Get out there. Talk shit to a liberal today. God bless. Keep the faith. Thank you so much.